0: This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download the free local news app today in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Locals and visitors who are headed to the beach this summer are headed for a surprise. More from WSJM's Ryan Younger. As King Company finishes up their dredging of the outer St. Joseph Harbor, locals and visitors alike have noticed some major changes at Silver Beach County Park. It just keeps getting bigger. The project is a continuation of last fall's emergency dredging to clear a buildup of sand that was blocking the pathway of commercial vessels. It has extended Silver Beach south almost all the way to Lions Park Beach. St. Joseph Harbor Master Michael Moran, while he didn't have the exact number, tells us this was the largest amount of material moved in a single dredging that anyone with the project can recall. He says the dredging is scheduled to be completed this week. Look for a video of the expanded beach on our YouTube page, social media, or our websites. I'm Ryan Younger, WSJM News. Michigan State Police have been searching a Bertrand Township farm for the remains of two women who went missing in 1975. MSP Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson tells us Janice Sanders and Janice Langs have been missing from the South Bend and Niles area since 1975. The police are looking for clues at property in the 2200 block of South Redbud Trail. It's owned by the family of Gerald Libertowski, who dated both of the missing women. Our detectives down at the mouth post have gathered some assistance from Western Michigan University, Notre Dame, some anthropologists, experts in those fields, to try and help them locate uh, shallow graves or locate areas where there could be a grave site. And so they're doing it very meticulously, inch by inch. Robinson says Gerald Libertowski died in 2010, and the family is cooperating with the search. Janice Langs was 21 when she went missing, while Janice Sanders was 24. Robinson says police searched the property over the weekend and further searches are likely. He says the agency hopes to bring closure to the families of the two missing women. It's been a busy year for the Greater Bridgman Area Council for Growth and Advancement. The group held its annual meeting last week to reflect on achievements and look to the future. CGA President John Bunkowski says the group was reinvigorated with the election of a new board this past year, and it laid out goals that included rebranding, seeking grants, updating the website, education, and collaborating with others. For us, economic development is as important as improving the quality of life in general for everyone in the area. That's enhancing businesses, that is bringing in placemaking, bringing in tourism in different ways. Blankowski says the group is, in the past year has been behind the Bridgman Courtyard Project, which created a public space downtown for live music and other gatherings. It's also behind the Waco Beach bus. It's turned out fantastic. People are loving it. People are jumping on and being part of it. Some just to ride the bus because it's kind of fun, some to going back and forth to the beach. Looking ahead to the next year, the plan is to certify Bridgman as a redevelopment-ready community, continue collaborating with businesses and to seek more grants. Coming up this month will be a celebration of the new Bridgman Courtyard and uh, the launch of a new CGA website. Governor Gretchen Whitmer made several stops today to tout new economic developments and investments in Michigan. In Flint, she joined General Motors and local leaders to celebrate the automaker's $788 million investment at Flint Assembly. That's to prepare the plant to build next-generation internal combustion heavy-duty trucks. GM believes in Michigan and their continued investment in our state is a testament to our skilled, experienced workforce and growing economy. GM is also putting $233 million into the Flint Metal Center for press refurbishments and equipment upgrades. A one-year-old has been killed in a crash in Van Buren County. The wreck happened just before 12.30 p.m. Friday on M40 between 40th and 44th Avenues. Traffic was slowing down as a vehicle was trying to make a left turn and a Chevrolet Colorado rear-ended a Toyota Highlander. The child who died was in the Highlander, while the 5-year-old in the SUV was treated and released from Bronson Hospital with a broken collarbone. The 60-year-old woman who was driving the Chevy is hospitalized in stable condition after surgery. The 32-year-old driver of the Toyota was not hurt. Everyone in the crash is from the Pawpaw area, and police say both the children were in secure car seats. This is Great Lakes and Fresh Water Week, a time to focus on protecting Michigan's 3,200 miles of coastline along four Great Lakes. Here's Scott Dean with the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. We kind of recommit ourselves to protecting our water for future generations. You know, not only are are Michigan's waters an economic driver of billions of dollars of commerce and support tens of thousands of jobs in our state, uh, but we are lucky to be home to 21% of the world's surface freshwater. Dean says we should all work to protect the lakes by not polluting them. He also asks boaters to wash their boats so they don't transfer invasive plants from one lake to another. Lakeshore Public Schools has announced a couple of appointments to key positions in the district. It's named Natalie Maserata, Director of Curriculum and Instruction, while Susan Toothman's been named a Director of Human Resources and Communication. Both positions begin July 1st, although both candidates are using this month to get informed and caught up on the aspects of their new jobs. Maserata is completing her eighth year as the principal of Hollywood Elementary, while Toothman is completing her third year as principal of Lakeshore Middle School. The two were named to their new positions due to the retirement of Dr. Julie Powell and the district's desire to improve communications and marketing. The principal positions at Hollywood Elementary and Lakeshore Middle School will soon be posted to the district's website. And Michigan Department of Natural Resources officials and local fire crews are still working to extinguish a wildfire in northern Michigan that burned across more than 2,400 acres. The fire burning a few miles southeast of Grayling was caused by a campfire on private property. Lori Abel with the DNR says there's still smoke blowing through the area, making visibility difficult while driving. Got rather close to I-75 as the crow flies. It didn't get to where you can see it from I-75. There's still a lot of smoke, though, and the smoke's moving in that direction. It is moving to the west. The smoke crosses I-75, and it's pretty visible and smelly down there, but you know, drive with caution and make sure that, you know, you can see ahead of you. Abel says the fire is roughly contained at this time, but it'll still take some time to fully put it out. WSJM at News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. The GOP race for president is growing quickly with some big names jumping in. ABC's Justin Finch has more from Washington. Former Vice President Mike Pence filing federal paperwork Monday to launch his presidential campaign. Sources tell ABC News Pence is expected to announce his candidacy Wednesday in Iowa. Just ahead of Pence, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is expected to kick off his presidential campaign tomorrow. And the Wall Street Journal reports North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum could announce his campaign this week as well. Still, polls show former President Donald Trump is leading the field. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Federal investigators say it'll take days to gather highly fragmented debris from a small plane that flew over the nation's capital and crashed in Virginia, killing four people. The Federal Aviation Administration has said in a brief update today, the pilot and three passengers were killed and the plane was destroyed in the crash. The identities of the four people weren't immediately released. An NTSB investigator told reporters today it would take three to four days for investigators to reach the remote crash scene more than two miles north of Montebello, Virginia. Oil prices could put a dent in our wallets during the summer travel season. ABC's Derek Dennis has more. All eyes on Saudi Arabia after the country announced it will significantly cut the amount of crude oil it contributes to the global economy by one million barrels per day starting next month. It means less oil to go around, driving down supply and increasing demand, and thereby the prices at the pump. Right now the average price for gas is around three fifty six a gallon for regular compared to four hundred eighty two this time last year. Saudi Arabia's announcement sparked Barking fears gas prices will return to $4 a gallon gas and more. Derek Dennis, ABC News. The Supreme Court says it will hear a case in which a man tried to trademark a phrase mocking former President Donald Trump as too small. The Justice Department is supporting President Joe Biden's once and possible future arrival and urging the court to deny a trademark for the suggestive phrase Trump too small that a California man wants to put on T-shirts. The case will be argued in the fall, one of two disputes on the court's upcoming agenda that involved Trump or one of his businesses. Government officials say the phrase Trump too small could still be used, but just not trademarked because Trump had not considered consented to its use. But a federal appeals court said refusing trademark registration violated free speech rights. New York City's houses of worship will take in asylum seekers to ease the city's crush. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. Since last spring, tens of thousands of migrants have overwhelmed existing city shelters. Now, Mayor Eric Adams said dozens of churches, synagogues and mosques will house asylum seekers starting next month. It is in all of our fates that we're supposed to care for those who are in need. To start, 50 houses of worship will together take in about 1,000 migrants, and there's hope for expansion. The city will pay $85 a night per individual. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. A new lawsuit says a Mississippi law will restrict free speech by requiring people to obtain permission from state law enforcement officials for any protest near state government buildings in the capital city of Jackson. The lawsuit seeks to block the mandate from taking effect on July 1st. The federal suit was filed Thursday by the Poor People's Campaign and several other groups against the two people authorized to issue permits: Mississippi Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tyndall and the chief of the state-run Capitol Police Department, Bo Lucky. The Associated Press sought comment today from the Department of Public Safety and a spokesperson did not immediately respond. Summer's just about here, but the viruses that sometimes come with summer are already starting to surface. More from Jerry Preston. Just we're out of the pandemic doesn't mean we're through with viruses. According to ABC chief medical correspondent, Dr. Jennifer Ashton, those that are spread through insects, possibly the biggest worry, she says. Tick-borne illness, obviously Lyme disease is the big one. Also mosquito-borne illness. Then other respiratory viruses that are not COVID or influenza, you know, we see them in the summer as well. And then travel-related illness. Enteroviruses like the common cold strike in the summer, just like they do in the winter. Best advice, check all over after you hike and stay home if you're sick. Sherry Preston, ABC News. While Kyiv is silent about the start of any counteroffensive, fighting is raging in several sections of the front line in Ukraine, signaling the long-expected campaign could finally be getting underway. Moscow claims it has successfully fended off a Ukrainian attempt to ram through Russia's defenses, but some pro-Kremlin military bloggers painted a different picture, acknowledging that Kyiv's troops made some quick gains. Many military experts expect Ukraine to try to ram through Russian defenses toward the Sea of Azov coast to break the land corridor to Crimea that Moscow created after capturing the seaport of Mariupol in May of last year. And preparations are underway for the 79th anniversary of D-Day in France. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. A time to pause, reflect, and to pay respects to those once young brave soldiers who took part, like Robert Gibson and Andrew Negra, who've returned this year. How lucky we are were. That's the most important. For when I survived, that's the first thing. Second thing is, and I always uh, give credit to World War II, I met my wife of 71 years. Dozens of vets have traveled to mark the anniversary. Special ceremonies take place on Tuesday, including at the American Cemetery. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.